Welcome everyone to my latest episode of my USNA Med Moms and More podcast. And as usual, we're going to address topics that are useful for USNA parents and that kind of complement my book, A USNA Moms Journal, available on my website, usnamidmomsandmore.org slash shop dash navy. So I'd like to welcome my good friend, Julie. Uh, we met over plebe summer, uh, maybe a little bit before, and communicating through Facebook and asking great insightful questions. And we stayed in touch throughout plebe summer and are still in touch today. And so I consider her one of my great friends from the youngster class and welcome, Julie. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Well, thanks so much, Annie. Um, I couldn't have been more honored uh, for you to ask me to help you do this. Once my youngster at that time, student candidate was looking into what she wanted to do, she's part of her journey to the Naval Academy back in sophomore year. And she found out about the Naval Academy before that really was planning on going to Georgia Tech, um, had planned on that since she was seven has always wanted to be a mechanical engineer, you know, building things, taking things apart. And, but then she got into her ROTC at her school and just fell in love with it, said, mom, I found my people. Then when she found out about the Naval Academy, she's like, this is where I want to go. And I'm like, well, okay, before we do that, we need to make sure that we get you up there so you can see what the place is like to see if you really go there, you know? And so she went to Summer STEM. She applied and she got accepted, went to Summer STEM and absolutely fell in love with the place and said, yes, this is where I want to go. So then she and her commander just started going down the list of things to do. And so as a mom, me not knowing anything about the Naval Academy, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find out everything that I can. And I landed upon your book, which is the best thing since sliced bread. And so anybody that ever posts on the USNA mids and moms, new people or people that are are, uh, new appointees, that's the first thing I say. I take a screenshot of your book and I'm like, this is a must have. You have to have this book. And what really struck me about your book, not only the amazing information and advice and your insights that you provided, but you actually said in your book, hey, if you ever have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. So as as I'm getting ready, thinking ahead, you know, I've read your book and starting to look at writing letters ahead of time to my plea to be, and I come home with a couple of boxes of envelopes and my daughter looks at me and goes, what are you doing? And I, well, I'm going to write you letters. And she goes, oh my gosh, mom, I don't want the detailers to hate me off the bat. And I'm (laughs) okay. So I reached out to you and said, Hey, what is a reasonable amount of letters to send What is a reasonable amount of care package to send? And you immediately wrote me back. And ever since then, you've just been such a support. And and I appreciate you so much. I can't thank you enough because you really took, well, your book and just you uh, and the support of like the Facebook groups really made me feel at ease oddly enough before she went up there just to know what to expect. So that's how came to connect with one another and I can't can't be more grateful and I do consider you to be a really good friend and look to continue this friendship for many many years to come so yes definitely lifelong Navy mom friends and I feel likewise you've been wonderful and I have different 
posts and, you know, we'll do like an I-Day prep or something like that to try to get parents through plebe summer and I-Day. And even last year, it was for the class of 25. Yes. My student attended the Zoom. Your youngster was kind enough to join us as well and answered so many questions and was so helpful to the parents. So I love you all um, also. And thank you so much for your kind words. It's really just paying it forward for all the help that we got as plebe parents. And as we talk about that, you now have gone through plebe year, you're wrapping up uh, youngster year, and what are some unexpected challenges that you faced as you began your journey, as you prepared for your trip to Annapolis for I-Day? Um, you mentioned some of the things you started to do beforehand, but what, what were some things that you maybe didn't expect or found difficult as you prepared for that? For that trip to Annapolis? Well, you know, I've never been to Annapolis, never been to the Baltimore area. So I really didn't know, um, you know, transportation, how that was going to work. Um, so I reached out actually on one of the, the USNA Mids and Moms, uh, Moms and Dads boards and um, said, hey, what's the best way to get from BWI to the, to the yard? Because it was during COVID. And the hotel we were staying at, typically they would have um, a shuttle, but they did not because of COVID. And so um, I put something out there and this gentleman posted on the board and said, hey, um, I've personal messaged you. So I looked in my messages and there's this gentleman uh, and he messaged me and said, hey, I'm a longtime sponsor at the Academy and I'd be more than happy to pick up your family and take you to, you know, the hotel or whatever from the airport. And I was just like blown away. And, you know, but me being with the background that I have, I'm like, okay, we need to check this guy out. So I looked <laughs> on Facebook, I looked him up and he was a legit guy. I mean, he was a sponsor. And so I'm like, okay. And so I thought, okay, well, God has provided this, you know, little angel for us. And this was, this will be great. Mm-hmm. And so that, was amazing. Uh, and I uh, will talk more about that later about the amazing support family with uh-huh. the Naval Academy. It's just unmatched. So just the unknowns of what's going to happen. And like I said, I try to, you know, gather as much information I can. You look at YouTube videos as far as, you know, what is uh, induction day? What does it look like? What is uh, oath of ceremony? What does that look like? Uh-huh. Um, oath of office ceremony and just trying to find things like that. Right. Other challenges, I'm kind of an emotional person just to begin with. I cry at Publix commercials and, and Kodak commercials. So, you know, I would just be riding down the road and I would just spontaneously cry and it would just come from nowhere and just hit me. Or I would see an American flag and I would just cry and my plebe to be, and I would be driving in the car and I would just look over at her and just go, you know, the, the waterworks would just start, you know, and I'm so sorry, honey. And she's like, it's okay, mom. It's okay. Those were some, some challenges to start with. And out of the box was, you know, you know, being like many of the Naval Academy parents, you're very involved in your children's lives in their activities and their, and everything that they're doing, you know, being that board member of whatever club they're in or chaperone or whatever Mm -hmm. to go in cold Turkey, you know, nothing, just them gone. And not knowing if, when you're going to see them again, especially with COVID, we had no idea when we were going to see these kids again. And so I tried to, um, 
you know, built my little support system for me. Um, you know, just I close friends that, you know, would call or have lunch with, you know, and I would make dates with people consciously and I would schedule game nights with some families of ours just to have fun, just things to, to make me have fun and, and take, just, your, take your mind off of, of, of everything. Right. Right. So, yeah. right. And, you know, and starting to connect with other moms um, on the boards, which was right. really great. And, and one thing that I did, and you can see it right here, that I'm wearing my little mitten. And uh, for those that you are listening, um, Annie also provides these mid pins that she has uh, for sale on her Etsy shop. And it's a little, it looks like a little paper doll, but it's a pin. And it actually has your little, your little mid's name, little nameplate on there. Yeah. And it's just adorable. And so I would wear that uh, for special occasions where I, I felt like I really, really missed my mid, you know, um, Easter, you know, we weren't able to see her at Easter. We weren't able to see her at Thanksgiving, you know, so my birthday, things like that. And, you know, it might sound really stupid and weird to some people, but it really helps me. It really helps yeah. me. It helped, it helped me too. A friend of mine is the one that started it. When my first one went in, I, we were really close, had some great conversations all the time and I really miss him. And so she made one for me, which is, it looks like a little mid mini me. And, um, and I would wear it. And when I would miss him, I would like literally squeeze it. And it was like giving him, giving him a hug. And then of course it was my daughter. And that's how this whole mid pin thing started. So I totally relate uh, with, with what you're saying. And also you, your class had a, had it tough because you were right in the midst of COVID. So not seeing for Thanksgiving. I mean, those, those are things that are way out of the ordinary, right. And not being able to visit the campus even, you know, because now the campus is back and open. I was just there with thirsty moms. You can go in and out when you were going through this there was none of that. You could not access the yard. It was essential personnel only. And the thing to remember also is that whatever happens on the yard, whatever guidelines come out are not only the Naval Academy, but they're big Navy guidelines. So they were under the big Navy umbrella and no access to the base. So you guys had a, a really tough time. And so I like to say that your class had the tuck and roll kind of eye day because you kind of <laughs> drove through gate eight to alumni hall, your plea or to be like jumped out of the car and closed the door and you drove right off. So there was no eye day. There was no hug. There was nothing for you guys. Now this current class will most likely have a regular quote unquote eye day and they'll be able to hang around outside of alumni hall and say goodbye. And they'll be able to catch glimpses of their pleas of their, as they're going through, you know, their induction day. How did you deal with that emotion kind of manage that on I day because it is it's kind of cutting the cord it's like going cold turkey as you said right it, and and it was I think a lot of them start to change right as you get closer to to leaving for I day they might get quiet I know like my oldest got really intense about working out I mean he was working out working out like pretty much seven days a week there are others that don't and they're like eh I'll just do whatever when I get there. So just things that you notice about your particular then plea. And you had in your book, and I was so thankful for it, that prepared for your uh, plea to be, to be quiet, um, to kind of be a little withdrawn and, but to make sure that they eat something because it's a long day. Hmm. And so 
So that's what we did. We sat down at the docks. We had gotten breakfast and my plebe to be had avocado toast, took about three bites, some water, and that was it, mm-hmm. you know, and then we made our way to walk to the academy and I had asked God to please not let me cry because I didn't want her to worry about me. Unfortunately, you know, for health purposes, my husband could not come with us. So it was my oldest daughter and myself. And so, uh, so it's two blocks from the dock to the academy. So when we stopped after a block, my plea to be turned around and just squeezed me as hard as she could. And I was like, please don't let me cry. Please don't let me cry. <laughs> and I cried. And I was so proud and walked her up to the gate and met another family from our state, which was great. And we chatted and then it was goodbye. And, and then after like in your book, suggesting that we um, send a care package before we leave Annapolis. So we had done that. So we went to the post office next and then we went to lunch Mm -hmm. and my oldest daughter looked at me and she said, how have you held together this long? you haven't cried once. And I said, well, I just asked God to please not let me cry. I didn't want her to worry. And, you know, it was stressful enough day on her as it was. So, and then we both just, just broke down, just, just totally locked in the middle of the restaurant, but all was good, but, but it was, it was tough. It was tough. And like I said, not knowing again, when we would see them. Now, did your, your class had no plea parent weekend either? No, we had no plea parent weekend. It's hard um, that we did not have that. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure it's hard on the pleads as well because they miss home, you know, and typically it's seven weeks and then you get, you know, you have this light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to see your family, but for your class, it was seven weeks and then the, the tunnel's still dark. Mm-hmm. They don't know when they're going to see you. So I think it was difficult because of the ROM of the ROM, uh, just isolation and all that and difficult because they didn't see their family. But when I see the youngsters today, I feel like they're so much stronger and so much more resilient, kind of gone through this valley of um, kind of darkness and difficulty and being far away from home. Like what else can you throw at them? Because, you know, they, they were, they took classes in their room, weren't allowed to go out, had to wear a mask everywhere, ate in their room, as, you know, walked down to King Hall, got the little box, came back. They could go outside like one hour a day, couldn't be with anybody else. I mean, it was really a mental and physical yeah. strength on them. And, you know, what I've said to people is I think that God has really prepared that class for something really important down the road because they really have more grit than the typical plead class, I would say. Yeah, Um, I would say, I would say so as well. They particularly, but then the classes around them, you know, they're overseas or second class, everybody that participated in in that kind of isolation and and ROM. I I agree. They have more grit and, and they're more resilient. I think they, they can, they can handle pretty much anything that comes their way. And that, and that was another challenge too, with, um, having your child at the Naval Academy, whether it's COVID or not, talking with other parents that, you know, high school friends that they grew up with together. And then, you know, them talking about the challenges that their child is facing at their particular college. And I'm thinking in my head, yeah, but they can, they can go home depending on 
mute or they're close enough, or they can actually go outside and they can go to the store and they can go, you know, they can drive around, but ours have to stay in the yard and that's it. And people don't can't wrap their head around that. Plus not only do they have their academic work to do, but they have all these other obligations as well. So yeah, there's military, their military training, their response, you know, their plea. If you're a plea, you have your plea duties too. They're, you have to study for your prono quizzes that are usually Friday or Saturday. You have to uh, work on your firsties board. So, and this is all in addition to everything else and your sports period. And then please have a signed study period. And so where do you squeeze all of this out? And that's part of what I discuss in my book as well is that it's designed, it's by design, they will fail and they have to kind of choose at what they're going to fail at. And the one thing they can't fail at is whatever involves their company because company comes first. They're squad mates come first. And that's why you see some of the grades that starts to slip and they're not taking weaving 101. They're taking chemistry and physics and calculus and all of these other difficult classes because it's an engineering school. What did you hear from your plebs end about managing and prioritizing all these responsibilities? she was pretty already used to managing her time pretty well. Mm -hmm. So it was just the volume of things. And, but she did learn to take a nap, squeeze in a nap. And my child, the only time that she would ever take a nap in her life is if she was sick, but (laughs) she has learned the benefit of just even a 15 minute cat nap. If she could power nap, power nap here and there. And it was constant. And and I'm glad that, uh, cause a lot of parents would be on the boards and I haven't talked to my child. I haven't heard from my child. I don't know if anything's going on and blah, blah, blah. This is after plebe, uh, plebe summer, but when Acura starts and my youngster uh, has always been very good in communicating. So, but even with her, you know, she would send me just a quick text. Hey, mom, I'm okay. You know, but it's physically talking to her. I got used to it being maybe a week, a week and a half, two weeks in between times talking to her because she physically had, did not have the time. She had so many obligations, so many things going on. And I, parents really need to understand this, that it's not that they don't want to talk to you. They do. They just don't have the time because they don't have the time. That's so true. They're going to class that like you said, they're doing the first board, they're studying for their professional knowledge quiz, which is like, for example, they have to learn about China and they've got to learn about all these different facts about China. And then, I mean, they have to pass these, these quizzes at the end of the week. They don't, they have to retake them and it is a big ordeal. They have to go through all these signatures and stuff. So it's a big, and and sometimes depending on the company that the company will set an, uh, an average or a minimum grade that everybody has to get. And if, and if one person doesn't get it, the whole uh, group of plebes suffers the consequences. Right. And you're right. Right. You have to go get signatures from all the first season. That's more time, more time. And, you know, even going to lunch, they have to do chow calls where they stand yell out the menu of what's going on today and the dress of the day and the time and all this and additional things for them to do. So every time they turn around, Mm -hmm. they have more and more and more and more things to do. So I just want to emphasize with the parents to give them some grace 
Just keep them in your prayers and just be as positive as you can because they're working their little tails off. It's not that they don't want to talk to you. They do. They just don't have the time. That's probably some of the best advice. And and I'm so happy that you have that perspective because it, it a lot of times we forget everything that they have on our plate. And then we start to take things personally. Like, exactly. Well, they haven't called. And no, no, no. It's not that they haven't called. They can't. And unfortunately, parents give unconditional love and they know they have you there. They have a captive audience and their parents. <laughs> You're one of the things that's off their plate because they can put it off their plate because they have to focus on so much more. And, and that's okay because that's also training for us when they go out in the fleet in the Marine Corps, it's going to be the same. For instance, my, my one mid, uh, former mid, when they go to work, they have to check in their phone. They can't bring their phone in. So that means for eight or 12 hours, depending on how long his uh, watch is, there's no communication there or when they're deployed. You know, they can't communicate for the safety of the ship and their teammates and everything. So it's getting us trained for what's coming next. And, I, and that's what I find at the Naval Academy. A lot of the things that happen and that we are experiencing are training us for the next thing. So let's kind of look back a little bit. How did your then plebe train? Like, were they focused on training physically? Did they run oh. a lot? Was that in their focus as they were preparing to come to the Naval Academy? Um, definitely need to be physically fit. Need to be running two to three miles a day. Need to be doing those push-ups and planks and pull-ups because the more that you have that, that that's natural for you, that you can do it, that's one less thing that they have to worry about uh, because that's a very important part of plebe summer is the physical aspect, is they're pushing, pushing, pushing them all the time. And, you know, like my daughter ran cross country in high school. Well, they would do their runs in the morning in, in the summer because it was so hot. Right. Well, no, 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 you don't need to do that. You need to go out in the heat of the day and run because the humidity up there is unbelievable. And we are from the South mm -hmm. and we have hot temperatures and we have humidity, mm -hmm. but it's nothing like it is up there. And you can see the pictures when you, when you start seeing pictures of plebe summers, all you parents, um, these kids, they're working out at five 30 in the morning, but yet their shirts are drenched with sweat. Yeah. That's great. That's great, 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 great advice. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, for sure. Work out in the hottest part of the day because it's pretty bad up there. And to make sure that you're used to being hydrated, that you're used to drinking water. Cause a lot of kids, they don't, you know, they don't drink water enough, mm -hmm. but you've got to stay hydrated because they are pushing your plebe so hard they need to stay hydrated. They need that. They need to make sure that they are trying to cut back on caffeine if they drink a lot of sodas, because that's not allowed during plebe summer, especially they can't have anything with caffeine in it. So mm -hmm. a lot of people in their care packages will send like Propel or Noom or whatever to put in the water to kind of make it taste yeah. better. But you have to be careful because you can't send anything with caffeine in it or it will be confiscated. Because your care packages are opened by the detailers to check and make sure that there's no contraband in there. You don't want to get them in trouble. So just make sure that you, know, you stay away from the caffeine. And my plea to be, I wanted to spend as much time with friends and family as she could. 
So a lot of people said, well, they need sleep. They need to get used to getting up at dark 30. And I, you know, right. I said to her and she was like, no, I can do that when I go up there. I think your now youngster than plebe would have gotten along so well with mine because they <laughs> get the same thing. And, and I even remember during plebe parent weekend with my oldest, I said, honey, don't you want to take a nap? And he said, no, I want to be here with you guys. I can sleep at the academy. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. Because a lot of parents have told me, and I put it in my book too, they, they may nap. And it all depends on each individual one, right? There were some myths for, from like California. And I know that some of the moms were saying that their, their child really wanted to start working on their waking up time because of the time difference, because it was going to be- For them, really- it would be like two in the morning or three in the morning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's okay. a great advice. Yeah. And I shared my book with her because you've got a section on, you know, for the candidates, for them to look at and things to think about, things to read and, and just being mentally prepared for it, that it's going to be pretty tough. My plea to be was an RTC, like I said, and, but she was used to being yelled at and in her face and pushed beyond her limits. But to have the plebs to be start thinking that the detailers that are yelling at them, screaming at them, all this they've been in their shoes. They just want what's best for them. They just are trying to do everything they can to help them make, be successful. So even though it may feel crappy at the time, it's all for a purpose. And that's one thing that's very, very clear, even though sometimes you're kind of scratching your head going, why in the world would they do this? Mm-hmm. But everything has a purpose and it, it may show up to you like in a couple of days it may take a couple of months and you're like ah that's why they did that why it may also take years because I remember when I went on the tiger cruise when my son was returning from deployment so this is he was um, almost two years um, out of the academy and uh, I asked the junior officers there were some some other junior officers there that were also academy grads and I said so now does all the crazy stuff that they used to make you do like child calls and um, parano quizzes I mean does it make any sense now and they said now we get it because they had to absorb so much information and process it and synthesize it and then use it and apply it or spit it back out or report it or whatever. And they said that was really a great training. So then that's just one thing of the many things that they do that we're, that you're right. We say like, what is that about? Mm -hmm. Um, But there is a purpose behind everything. Yes, absolutely. Something that we always say as parents is that the detailers can't stop the clock. Right. everything, Everything has an end. I remember during the first call, because I always told them, okay, one day, and this is something we learned from another parent, one day is going to be their day for why A, B, C, X, Y, Z reason. It's going to be their day. No matter what they do, it's going to be wrong. And it's just going to be Murphy's law that day. And so he told us during the call, you know how you told me that one day was going to be my day. Well, my day was like last week. And everything went wrong. And, but I just remember thinking, okay, I just have to hang on till breakfast. I just have to hang on till lunch. I just have to hang on till we go to swimming. I just have to. And he said, you know, he just hang on moment by moment until the day was done. And he said, and now I know that I got through that day. If I got through that day, I could get through anything. Exactly. And it just gave him such a sense of confidence. So how did that help your then please? We had the same talk because you had shared your experience. So I'd shared with her and she had her day 
And, um, and same thing that she just kept telling herself, if I can just get through this, if I can just get through that, it made it. And, and at the end of the day, Hey, if I can do this, I I've got this. Yeah. yeah. So just know that everything has an end. There's always light at the end of the tunnel and the detailers can't stop the clock. To me, that was like gold, I think as a parent, okay. They're not going to be stuck in this forever. <laughs> One thing that I do want to bring up is, um, things for the plebs to be, to bring or not to bring. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking with my youngster mm-hmm. and uh, cause I'm going to clarify. I said, um, did we send an alarm clock with you? <laughs> I texted that to her and she was like, she called me and she was like, absolutely not mom. Not. <laughs> do not, do not, do not. She said that can get them in some serious trouble. And I was like, really? She said, yes. She said, and she told me that Um, how they, and she had already previously told me this, but her company, they would play this song as loud as they could and go banging on doors to wake them up in the morning. That is how they were to get up. That's their alarm. And she said that um, some of them, you know, after a while you get used to a certain rhythm of getting up and just your sleep cycle. And she said, and some of them would wake up like five to 10 minutes earlier than that to go run to the restroom. And she said, one day they were like, oh, do y'all have an alarm clock? Uh, you've got to have an alarm clock. There's no way you could be up right now, blah, blah, blah. And she said that they went through each room and tore apart everybody's rooms to make sure that nobody had an alarm clock. So she was like, mom, please, please, please tell them do not bring it. Do not send an alarm clock. No, they're not supposed to have watches. They don't even yeah. have clocks up or anything. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And yeah, I can, I can kind of see how when you start to get into a routine your body's gonna kind of follow suit yeah but she oh. said after that we were like we're not leaving our room <laughs> one thing that i wanted to share is that to know that the administration has their best interest in mind and like we said earlier everything has a purpose even as crazy as it sounds because i know after everything that our plebes went through last year at the end of the year, they decided to shotgun our plebes. And shotgunning means that they just basically take all the plebes in our company, the other companies. So there's 30 companies. So our one little company gets distributed throughout the other 30 throughout companies. The other 30, yeah. And and all of us were just like, are you kidding me? After the year these kids have had, are you kidding me? And so for me, after the initial shock of, oh my gosh, are you serious? It was like, well but this will be a good opportunity for her to be in a new company and make and meet more people and broaden her little span of, of people that she knows there. And so I was like, okay. And I was fortunate early, early on that our sponsor dad, and we haven't talked about sponsors yet. Our sponsor shared with me another USNA mom that lives like maybe 30 minutes away from me. And so he connected me with her quite early. And one of the first things that she told me was, do not post anything personal about your mid on these pages. Don't say anything negative because because even though these boards appear to be locked and closed, they are not. No, they're not. They're not. And people can screenshot and then send it out and share it. And so it's always just from a safety standpoint, it's always a good idea not to share anything personal, not to, you know, if you're, if your plebe or your mid is having challenges, 
it's not a good idea to go and ask the group in general. It's better to reach individually out to an admin or to a battle buddy you trust to try and figure it out or get an answer because yeah, it can get, it can go public really quickly. Uh, Surviving as a parent, just, you know, having your battle buddies already, you know, forming those, those friendships, we would share photos and posts and stuff like that. And and I'm sure we'll talk about photos in just a second and all the plebe mm-hmm. stuff with that. But um, you start to find people that are thinking like you. And mm-hmm. so then you start reaching out to them and sharing information. Or maybe your mid has talked about that these particular people are there. That's their friends or people in their in their squad or whatever. And you start making friendships. And it's really nice. I mean, I've got a couple of ladies that I'm, I'm very close to, um, and that I hope will continue long into the fleet because people outside the Academy and the Navy family, they don't really understand the struggles and things that our kids have to go through. And that's, that's what I think is most important. And just to stay busy, making those dates, like I talked about early with friends for lunch or whatever, having those game nights with friends, just staying busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, because if I would stop and think, I would say, oh, I haven't talked to her or, oh, you know, what's she doing? And, you know, you start to get a little, it's a little emotional. I would put together these envelopes and some would have letters, some would have cards, you know, that I'd found at the store. Uh, but most every, every one of the envelopes, and I, I would make a set of like 30 for the month or so. And okay. I would just keep myself busy cutting out, finding memes that would make her laugh or finding these corny dad jokes because her squad leader loved those or um, finding, you know, inspirational quotes or scripture, whatever. And so for every day she had an envelope to open. And she said many times after the fact, how that just kind of brought a smile to her face because she knew, you know, she might just have a couple of minutes before bed or lights out that she could open up the envelope or smile, or if she could, you know, get it done first thing in the morning, um, before everything started rolling, then she would look at that and it would just start her day off on a good note. So, so so basically you sent her something for every day, like in one envelope so that you're, you weren't um, sending 30 letters and the detailers were saying, what is going on? Right. We had it all there too, that she could, she knew something that she could look forward to each day. Yeah. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah, I would package them in like groups of 30 and then send them. So wasn't sending a letter every day. So she wasn't getting a pile of stuff. It would just be a little. You and know, then one- they arrived like out of order too. So then, <laughs> so this way she had them in, in order. They needed to be in order. So that's great advice. I love that. And you mentioned that uh, the mids might have challenges um, along the way. Well, yeah, they're going to have challenges just like any other kid going to college is going to have challenges. You know, they're going to fall and break their arm or break their leg. You know, in at the Naval Academy, the challenges are a little different because they have mandatory boxing and wrestling. Right. So for some, they're going to end up with concussions. And uh, but don't worry, because even though they might be bad and might be scary, um, the Naval Academy is going to take care of your mid and they have certain concussion protocols and the like. You know, it definitely will stress your mid out because they'll watch their grades start to drop because they're not able to do anything for that period of time. But, you know, they'll they'll make it through. They'll bring them them back up. Yeah, yeah, my mid did. And and that was very uh, hard for her because she said she just started to watch her grades just plummet. Mm -hmm. And 
Uh, but for me, what an amazing opportunity. And now she can share of um, an adversity that she faced and how she overcame it because right. she was able to, to get everything done, bring her grades back up and ended the semester, you know, sitting pretty. So, but they're going to have those challenges. She also busted her eardrum during a uh, plebe summer because they're going to be jumping off the high dive. So things happen and the Naval Academy is great uh, and they take care of our mids send them to Bethesda, send them to really good hospitals and take care of them. So they're in, they're in awfully good hands. They know what they're doing really, really is. So um, just even though the administration may make a decision or do something or say something that you're like, what? Just hold your tongue and just trust the process because the place has been around since 1845 and it's going to, you know, continue to plug along. They've, they've pumped out amazing leaders uh, that impact their local communities and, and on the nation stage. So they know what they're doing. So you just have to trust that. But as a parent, it's scary because you're not there uh, in, 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 in person to see these things and to comfort your mid. So. And, and we don't necessarily see the thought process behind it either. Um, but yes, it's so uh, thank you for bringing that up because it is very important that you trust the process. And personally, I have two that have gotten in there. My dad went through the Naval Academy when it was a lot more full of challenges and in many different respects. As a matter of fact, uh, Janie Mines from the class of 1980, she became a distinguished graduate. And if you haven't read her book, No Coincidences, please do. And the challenges that she faced, oh my so um, they can overcome them. It makes them stronger individuals. It makes them great leaders. Hopefully it makes them compassionate and empathetic leaders that are willing to advocate for their sailors, for their enlisted men and women, because that is going to be their main job. Thank you so much for joining me for part one of my conversation with Julie, advice uh, and things that she learned from for plebe parents. Join me for part two, which will be published in two weeks, and will be filled with more information about Plebe Summer, about sponsors, and much, much more that will be very helpful. For additional information on my book, please visit my website, usnamedmomsandmore.org. And as always, go Navy, beat Army.